Hey y'all, we're going to continue on through the book of 1 Samuel today with chapter 16, verse 1, where we left off in 15. Saul was not being obedient and submissive to God and God's authority. And the Lord was very sorry that he had ever made Saul king of Israel to begin with. And he is going to raise up a king that is going to follow after God's heart here, starting with verse 1 of chapter 16. Now the Lord said to Samuel, You have mourned long enough for Saul. I have rejected him as king of Israel, so fill your flask with olive oil and go to Bethlehem. Find a man named Jesse who lives there, for I have selected one of his sons to be my king. So another thing to mention here, Samuel mourned the fact that Saul had moved away from God and God's direction. And when people step away from God, we should mourn. It should hurt our hearts. God is the answer to everything. And God gives eternal life. And if people aren't in God's will and under God's authority, they're not going to have eternal life with God. They're going to suffer their own judgments and their punishment that is deserved for our sins. They're going to have to face. So we should be fighting for people's lives. We should be fighting for people's eternities. And we should be praying for people daily that they come to Christ and come to know him so they can share in the eternal glory of God. So we'll continue on that note um, in verse 2. But Samuel asked, how can I do that? If Saul hears about it, he will kill me. Take a heifer with you, the Lord replied, and say that you have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you which of his sons to anoint for me. So guys, like, have faith. I've got this. God's in control. God is sovereign. God is almighty. And God is full of goodness and mercy and grace. And he wants to pour that out on his children. So he's saying, just have faith. Trust in me. In verse 4. So Samuel did as the Lord instructed. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of the town came trembling to meet him. What's wrong? They asked. Do you come in peace? So here they're trembling because they see Samuel coming. Samuel is known as a great prophet of God. And they're wondering, why are you here? What's going on? In verse 5, he says, Yes, Samuel replied, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Purify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then Samuel performed the purification rite for Jesse and his sons and invited them to sacrifice too. So here David's not included in this purification ceremony. David's, well, as we're going to see, is he's out tending to sheep. So he's not included in this, but we'll continue on in verse 6. When they arrived, Samuel took one look at Eliab and thought, surely this is the Lord's anointed, because apparently he looked like he could be a king. In verse 7, The Lord said to Samuel, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So here we have God saying, look, I see people's hearts. Our lives should reflect the heart of God and our hearts should reflect God to the people around us in he chose chooses people. He he wants to see a pure heart. And if there's a pure heart that longs after Christ, God is with you. God is anointing you. God is propelling you forward to do his will throughout your life. In verse 8, 
Then Jesse told his son Abinab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, This is not the one that the Lord has chosen. Next, Jesse summoned Shimeah. But Samuel said, Neither is this one the Lord has chosen. In the same way, all seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Then Samuel asked, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching the sheep and goats. So here we have, he went through all seven sons, and we know that seven is the number of completion, but there's an eighth son, the youngest son. He was overlooked. He was underestimated by his own father. He's not even seen in his family as valuable to be brought forth for to Samuel for potential kingship. Yet he is the one who slays the giants and declares who he is because of God, because of his faith in God. We can choose to put our hands into the one who slays the giants for us. He knows God slays the giants. God moves things out of our way so we can continue to walk in our God-given identity and voice under God's authority. And again, as I said in the last podcast, his hold on us is stronger than our hold on him. And he's never going to let go. He's never going to let go of us. And he chooses us and he doesn't understand us, underestimate us like the people around us do. God sees our worth. God sees our value. And God wants to delight and work through that in our lives. And then we have the eighth son coming forth, the eighth son, a brand new day, a fresh start, a new beginning is brought forth in this son. And um, this is the one, this is the one that God chooses, that God is going to choose, that God is going to choose among the sons. So then Samuel says, send for him at once. Samuel said, we will not sit down to eat until he re- arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one. Anoint him. God chose him. It wasn't forced or or demanded. It was chosen. He was chosen. He was chosen by God. He wasn't chosen by his father, but he was chosen by God. And no one thought or even imagined that this could be the one. God chose the runt. The smallest, the youngest. He was rejected by men, but called by God. And God raises him up as king. And in Christ, we ultimately find the king we need. We find Jesus. Jesus is our eternal king, the final king, the forever king. And we can trust God to call us and exalt us. We don't do it ourselves. It's not through our works or force through us. God does it through us if we submit our lives to him and let him take the lead. Let him guide us. Let him direct our path. Let him tend to our hearts, our souls, and our minds. Let him protect us. In verse 13, so as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil, and the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Now the Spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that had felt him that had filled him with depression and fear. Some of Saul's servants said to him, A tormenting spirit from God is troubling you. Let us find a good musician to play the harp. Whenever the tormenting spirit troubles you, he will play soothing music, and you will soon be well again. All right, Saul said, Find me someone who plays well and bring him here. So the Spirit of God left Saul, and he ends up being depressed and tormented. Without God in our lives, we won't be 
joyful and happy. We'll be tormented and struggle and we'll be restless. God brings rest. God brings peace. God brings joy. God brings everything that we desire into our lives if we're willing to trust him. In verse 18, one of the servants said to Saul, one of Jesse's sons from Bethlehem is a talented harp player. Not only that, but he's a brave warrior, a man of war, and he has good judgment. He is also a fine-looking man, and the Lord is with him. So he's like, look, let's go get David. He's a man of faith, a man of integrity. He is a man after God's heart. He is sincerely, heartfully after God. And that begs us to ask a question. Is our worship skin deep? Are we just putting on a show? Or is it heart deep? Does our worship reflect our hearts and our love and the awe and the glory and honor that God deserves? Are we fully devoted to God in all his goodness and his amazing, amazing glory that he so deserves? In verse 19, so Saul sent messengers to Jesse to say, send me your son David, the shepherd. Jesse responded by sending David to Saul, along with a young goat, a donkey loaded with bread and a wineskin full of wine. So David went to Saul and began serving him. Saul loved David very much, and David became his armor bearer. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, asking, Please let David remain in my service, for I am very pleased with him. And whenever the tormenting spirit from God troubled Saul, David would play the harp. Then Saul would feel better, and the tormenting spirit would leave. So David is humble and served. He's been anointed as king, but he humbly serves Saul. And through his humility, God brings his his position forth. His position into kingship is moving forward, and he is faithfully serving Saul. But God is working through and bringing him to the position. And praise songs drive away torturous spirits. When we're feeling troubled or restless or disoriented, we can turn to worship. We can worship God. And those those things all have to flee from us because nothing dark can stand when light is present. God's light and love drives away any dark force that might be trying to come near us. And we can stand on the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the sacrifice of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus. He conquered death and defeated death once and for all. We fight a real enemy. And this is a real spiritual war. Every single day, we have to get up and remember that we are in a war. Put on the armor of God. Put on the heart of God. Put on the spirit of God and fight with everything in us. And don't let the enemy get even an inch because God is with us and Jesus stands and Jesus won the victory. We fight a defeated enemy. We are the victors and we can stand and walk and live in that victory every day, but it has to be a daily choice. It has to be a daily surrender. It has to be a daily willing submission to God and his will for each and every single one of our moments in every single one of our days. So that concludes the rise and the anointing of King David as he's being brought forth into God's plan. Thanks y'all. We'll continue on tomorrow.